0: Welcome back to Content is Profit, everyone. Today, we bring to you a very special episode. This is, I think, the first time that we do something like this. You're about to hear a behind-the-scenes call that we had with somebody that came from one of our partners, our amazing people at Captcha. We've been doing these masterclasses on how to actually build micro-content. How do we clip those long-form pieces of content so we can leverage Media, organic social media, posting, just be present to increase your authority, your relevancy, and your trust. So, we did this masterclass and then we had a QA where people started asking different scenarios and different things, a live demo. And then after that, we've been booking one-on-one calls with this incredible community to point them in the right direction, whether they don't have a team or they do have a team to create these assets. You're about to hear is the behind the scenes of one of these calls is raw. You're gonna listen to the interaction that I had with him live on that call and the advice that we gave him on how to leverage the content for profit. So I hope you like this type of content. Let us know what you think in the comments below or send us a message at Biz And let us know what you think. We've got some fresh hey, I'm Luis. And, and I'm Luis. You and you're listening before. to the Content One, is Profit two, three, podcast. Listen.
1: I think it's brilliant. Uh, I it was really, a, because what it did for me is it gave me a, more of a strategy. Create three or four posts for a week, four posts a week, and then have them targeted. I did it last week for the first time, and I definitely got more engagement. Um. I don't know awesome. if the numbers have gone up yet, but definitely more engagement. Not yeah. tons more, but a little bit more.
0: No, absolutely. So, yeah, I totally relate with the creation. And then we're, like, so exhausted that we don't want to promote at all. Like, we obviously, we've been there when we started the show. It was, like, bootleg out of, like, a corner of the little office that we had at the time. And it was us doing the whole thing. And the last three years, we've gone cover like, this six phases of the production, right? You sh- we started thinking about, oh, I got to create the thing and then I got to produce it. But it's normally we see it as a one stage, right? I create it and then I edit so that the thing is ready. And then like you said, oh, I'm exhausted. So what happens is now you create five ahead of time. And then on Saturdays, you're recording this thing. So now you split those two into creation and production. And then even before that, you're like, what do I actually talk about? So you solve that issue with, hey, I'm interviewing people. That's the same thing. We're like, Hey, we're just going to go have conversations. So we don't have to do some research initially that has evolved quite a bit so it's like the, what do we say around our topic is pretty interesting so now we have three stages right it's taking more of our calendar it's taking more of our time and then after that you're like wait do i actually have to market this thing we actually have i don't know if you're familiar with what we're doing now but where i'm at right now this is a, a physical studio that we rent out to to people and uh we're going through the same thing with uh, i think 22 shows run out of here and it's the same question is you come here, you prepare, and obviously everything is set up for them to just show up and do the thing. But then we're like, look guys, like we're not marketing agency. That's a different set of our business, but you guys have to figure out like, how do we actually put the message out there after we produce it? So it's, okay, distribution, how do we do this? Organic, paid. And you know what we're doing with the clipping, that's what we've done the last three years Is 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 help. But we've also learned that the consumer there's a different type of consumer for every platform that we put content out there and that's the interesting thing sometimes mm-hmm. we think hey we're gonna put this micro content out and the people that see that content are gonna come to our show sometimes that doesn't happen right what happens is like the people that are used to consume let's say youtube shorts or instagram reels right will see your brand will see your face in those platform and more often than than not they're gonna consume you in that some of those people a percentage of those people are going to be podcast consumers right they're going to be people that also listen to podcasts and then they could transfer to your thing so just by putting this out there and then at the end of the day what is the expectation right like we're like okay if i put five pieces of content what's the hypothesis what's going to happen so how we like to see it and i think this is going to help you a lot is the content ecosystem right so you have your main episode which is your like 15 to 20 minute interview And then from there, you don't have to sit down and create again. You already created. Now you're leveraging your production time with Capture, for example, and you create these clips that can add value to a different consumer on a different platform, which some of them can go into your podcast. So yes, absolutely. Continue to track that. But just keep that in mind that if we change our perspective and see, okay, I'm not just promoting my podcast. Yes, I am promoting my podcast, but I'm also presenting my brand, my content, my message, to a whole new people, a whole new market that are used to consuming content in a very different way and that listening to it. Some of them won't even have an idea of what a podcast is, right? They think, and, and this is something that we see every single time, they come in and they're like, I want a podcast. And then podcast, the original definition is just audio, right? So they're like, where's the video? And I'm like, let's define what podcasting is. And it's because. Now it looks like it's video with some people on mics in front of their faces. And it's really interesting. So that would be the the thing that I would recommend is try to tackle this as a content ecosystem, which your show now is in multiple platforms. So I think that's going to help a ton and then continue to track. Okay. What we're doing What's the intention, right? With capture, you're going to see that you can put the, Hey, follow, engage. What is the goal of my micro content and then. Put the hypothesis out there. like, hey, this month, the only target, the only message that we're going to put out there is for engagement. So select those clips and then measure. Like, how was the engagement at the beginning of the month? How was the engagement at the end of the month? Did it go up? Then the month number two, let's try a different approach. Let's try promoting the show for people to go there. So grab those intros, grab those outros, and measure. Beginning of the month, end of the month. Did it work? Like, how many new listeners do we get? This is the only marketing strategy. And I think, like, by by creating like, these groups of like hypotheses and testing it out mm-hmm. a month in advance, I think you guys are gonna get a path into it. For example, we know that same piece of content in Reels, same piece of content in YouTube Shorts, the YouTube Short consumer is gonna move like 20% more to our show because they're used to consuming long form content on YouTube the instagram real consumer for some reason they'll click on the link they'll listen to one or two episodes and then they'll go back and consume on reels cuz that's like their favorite way to do it so it's pretty interesting like how we see this out and it's just by putting hypothesis there's no way to know like how this type of show will do well it's about your message are you good at delivering your message i'm assuming you do because you've been doing this for a long time right your story is good right? is your content engaging but this is going to help you like speed up that process to go a little bit faster yeah hopefully that helps so i don't know if you had any specific questions from like the master class or any specific thing that you wanted to cover we told JJ be like hey we, we love your community so we're here to help in in any way so yeah
1: <laughs> no this, this is really helpful hearing your kind of strategy of action because i relate entirely the research part takes time to set up the interview. So I have a little script and, and set all, all that up, right? Yeah. And then the interview, then doing c- clips. And usually when I'm ready to release, I send the user, the guest, a couple clips to use, but I don't have a specific strategy. Like yeah. I don't say, can you, or I'm sending you a clip for engagement. Can you use this so people will consume the content? And can you post it here? I never do that. I just let leave it up to them.
0: Yeah, I think about it too. That's... That works really well. that at least this is what we've experienced. That works really well with people that are familiar with content. In my world, with our name of the show, like we get a lot of people that are familiar with content. right? So when I send that out, either they have a virtual assistant or they have a team member right, or they have somebody that's already familiar on how to do this thing. Now, what we've seen in other industries or people that might not engage a lot in content, is like they don't know what to do with that content. Maybe a question that you can ask ahead of time, you're like, hey guys, do you have a pod? If they do have a podcast, if they produce content, like where do you produce? What happens is now you have an idea like, oh, this guy only does YouTube shorts. Then you can send them a couple pieces of vertical video and then you can address on that email be like, hey, do you mind putting these out on your YouTube short channel, which I've seen like is amazing. And then it's a little bit more targeted, right? Cause we used to send like the first hundred episodes. I think we were doing like maybe 15 pieces of content for them. And it was like one guy that called back and he's dude, guys, like, this is amazing. But my team is overwhelmed. Like uh, they don't know what to do, like with all this content and in our heads, because we were so familiar with it that we were like, it's easy. You just put it here. And they're like, so that caused a conversation where we ended up working with them <laughs> because we were solving that issue. He's, That's a problem I didn't know I had. So maybe like in your case, it's okay. I, do they actually publish some stuff? If they are if, if they say they're very heavy on LinkedIn, writing text, maybe if you send them a video clip, they might not even put it out there because it's not the consistency that they're looking for. They want a written post. So you can use the same process, it's just you just send them like a written post about your thing. And then they're gonna be like, oh, this fits my message, right? This fits the way I create. And then they're gonna, it's a little bit more easier. So what you're doing is you're removing the friction from from them publishing. So that's going to help on the execution on their end, right? And hopefully with tools like Capture, for example, you're going to be able to grab a snippet of the what they say, the value. And if you lean heavy on video, for example, which we, you can leverage, you can also send them like the video clip. Hey, by the way, here's... I've noticed that you write a lot on LinkedIn. Here's a in post. You can update it with whatever you want. But here's also a video that you can put out there on... YouTube short reels, if you have any questions, let me know. And I think like by leaning towards what they do already, and it might be like a little extra step of research where this person, let me see what they're doing on social media, and then you grab that. Or you can ask them on like a form, if you do forms before your show.
1: I was just gonna say, thank you. So I do have, like you said, I have a form. Now all I have to do is ask a question. How do you best consume content when you share your, when you share content, where do you prefer to share or something? Exactly. And, and it, you could put a little note in there is, hey, our
0: team is going to send you some assets for you to, to elevate yeah. your message. And it's always what's in it for them, right? At the end of the day, they're giving you their time of day. We want to just return the value to them. Got so it. what's in it for them? is Hey, we want to elevate your message. We want to... And that's what we do with our guest assets, same thing. We're like, hey, this get, we have assets that's for our podcast. We don't send them the same things that we do for a podcast. We send them a clip of them delivering value. What happens is that's going to increase my relationship status with them, right? Oh. Because it's I'm not putting my brand on their thing, right? I might I might be showing my face and obviously we have our brand like in the footage, for example, like every time I'm on a call, there's either something that says content is profit, right? So I don't have to put like a, a branding on the content. I don't have to put a logo on the content because it's already part of the footage. So what happens is we even go and if they already have producing video content, we try to mimic what they're doing. Like, obviously this is a little bit more different capacity, right? We, we have a team that does this, but it's, hey, What is like the type of captions they're using? So what happens is like we give them content that's as close as possible to what they're publishing. So it's easier. So let's say they have these like Alex or style captions, right, which are like red, the yellow ones and the emojis and all these things. But then I send them something that's completely different that's not gonna be on brand with them. They're probably the same thing. I'm adding friction. They're not gonna publish it. It's just like the text, right? It's just a different format. So if you wanna go that route, I'll say, perfect. Now, here's the caveat measure, be like, okay, if this month I have 10 guests and I sent them, I, I send them two pieces of content each, how many check, go back and check how many did they publish? Because it might be something that maybe in your industry, you're like, I'm investing two or three extra hours every Saturday creating these assets, but no one's posting it. Might as well just save those two or three hours to create more of your content so you can put your message out there. So always go back and be like, and test it out maybe one month, Right. Or maybe ask them like, why are you not posting? If that's important for us, it was like, why are you not posting? And that was a a sales opportunity for us because maybe they didn't have a team or maybe they didn't have a team that created that type of content they didn't know.
1: This is really helpful because I've been doing bits of that, but something as simple as asking them ahead of time. And also they give me the links on the intake. They give me links of where they go on. So I said, what social media do you use and blah, blah, blah. So I could just click and just watch their social media and match it. Great. Yeah. This is so helpful. I'm glad you're helping. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. And so your service, from what I heard on the call, is um, you—that's you, you. your main service is creating micro clips for brands and helping them do whatever, use it for advertising growth or whatever it is. And that's- yeah, absolutely. So it's like our ideal customer is somebody that already is bought into
0: content or right? they believe content is the way mm-hmm. and they might be tied up either in any of those six stages, right? What do I say, the creation process, mainly the production is where we come in, where we can leverage the content that's already created. And then we go into like distribution, like how do we connect that to monetizing? So you said, for example, hey, you wanna go speak on stages about this topic. Your podcast is a really powerful tool because you can bring those people that you wanna have that conversation with into your world. You talk about your expertise, and then immediately after, you present them with an opportunity to connect, right? And uh, we can dive more into that. But then, and then, how do you manage all that? What's your podcast flow? What's your podcast OA like operating system? So how we come in normally is through the production. That's how the company started, like four years ago. So, hey, we just create your micro clips, but then we uncover those faces, and then we kind of work through those a little bit more. An example is this studio, for example, where we're sitting right now, like, we brought in for the sake of content, Gary, like the previous owner. And then what happens Like we had this amazing interview for the show, we created the assets that promoted our brand promoted his brand. And then we maintained the relationship. So we're like, Hey, Gary, we know that you produce podcasts for some other people. Hey, why don't you jump on a call with us? And we show you what we do. And maybe there's a partnership, what's the way that we can collaborate for us, the way to collaborate was like, can he become a client, can, can he become an affiliate, can he become a partner, right? For you, for example, is, is this person running an event? Are they looking for speakers for their thing? So what are the, the leaders in your industry that you can bring on to talk about this topic, but with an opportunity in mind on the other end? So what happens is, like, we position ourselves as, like, the content people in, in our city, in Jacksonville, are the podcast people, right? Because we're also part of the husband Network, we've done the show quite a bit. So, the second that he had to leave town, he's "Hey, guys, I called you because you're like my number one pick to take over the studio you want it basically. So he ended up selling the studio to us and he came out of the show. So this is like a six okay. figure plus opportunity. Now we have this amazing location that elevates a ton of the stuff that we do, but it came from that relationship of the podcast, which is the by far, the most advantage that you can take apart from the audience is going to grow as you are consistent and frequent and you put your message out there you're going to get better mm-hmm. with your messaging every single time you probably noticed it already yeah that's going to grow to a point but like the people that you connect through the show is going to be the most important thing Wow. and that's going to be the providing opportunity so now to go back to your original question yes we have the production arm which is a, the micro content is a very specific problem now with the studio we're producing podcasts too from the very beginning and then the back end to that is like, how do we monetize it? And we call it a pipeline platform, which is like this method of, like, Hey, our podcast is our platform to bring in and explode those relationships.
1: So you may not make um, a lot of money specifically from the listeners, but you're leveraging all the guests and everything as it's like a relationship tool, basically, right. To build relationships. Yeah. Networking. Yeah.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. It goes back to. When we launched the show, like we we used to help a lot of local businesses here in, in town where we will actually go on their location and shoot for five hours. And then that content, we will clip it and then they will post it in like their communities on their stuff. But it was like gyms, chiropractors, doctors, dentists, like that, that kind of small business. What happened was COVID cl- cl- closed everything right and within a week (laughs) we're like okay now what do we do like we have two months worth of runway and at the time it was me and my brother just freelancing right we didn't have any team and one of our clients the one that remained was online and he had a podcast his name is George 40 and the show his show was called think different theory he had about 300,000 downloads it was just a very outspoken dude high energy right and he's like why don't you guys start a podcast you got time now and we're like we do have time now So we did it and we came in with the typical mentality of, Hey, I'm going to put content out there. Somebody's going to listen to this. And then out of that listenership, we're going to be able to sell a product. We're going to be able to sell something, which in our case was a service, right? We didn't have a product at the time. We still don't have a product at the time in a sense. Like it's everything is a service. So we started putting the content out there. We published 20 episodes and we decided to do three a week because we wanted frequency, we wanted to be consistent. And the commitment was like for the first six months. We're not going to listen to, we're not going to see data. We're not going to see downloads. We're not going to see anything. The goal is to be consistent because we failed before on trying to launch a show. So we go about it after 20 episodes. We're like, we run out of things to say and we're like, what? Oh boy. We go back to the research side. What do we actually say? So we're like, let's bring people. So we brought our coach at the time. Some, somebody that, that was in a, we were in their mastermind and he introduced us immediately to somebody else. And for us, like you have this ladder of influence, right? So under our point of view, this person was up here in the of influence. We were down here. So we brought him in, right? We're like borrowing his authority in a sense for content. But how we tackle the conversation was not an interview. It was a conversation. We're like, we position ourselves as equals. So for the audience, now they're like, wow, they're talking to Steve. Steve has all this experience. They're not asking questions. They're asking questions and giving their opinion and giving their feedback and debating, right? So we're at the same level. So after that, that created like this very interesting dynamic where he was like, wow, guys, like this was super cool because now I'm talking to an equal where I'm not just being interviewed. And I uh, it's like, what do you guys do? And we're like, this is what we're actually doing now. After we've been in your mastermind and you gave us all this feedback, this is how we're transitioning. He's like, perfect. I got two or three people for you immediately. And we're like, wow. This is like referral, like galore Like this is great. If every guest gives us three referrals, we're never ever going to run out of leads. If we do this three times a week, we're going to get nine high quality leads every time we come because it's coming from somebody else. So we're like, okay, Steve, can you connect us like through email? And he's absolutely. So next guest was from his connection. Then that guest was like, oh, I actually have a client that needs your services. And we're like, sweet. And then three weeks after that, we ended up closing for that client for the service. And we're like, this is it. And the focus our focus initially was going to be the audience and because we made the decisions like hey we're just going to be consistent and freaking and focus on these relationships no matter what right and it was by accident right it was completely by accident in that sense because we just wanted to be consistent but then we needed a way to monetize fast and then what happens is we look at six months and downloads were decent. We we're growing 10, 20, 25% every single month. And when you're starting a show, that means two or three new listeners. But then you're like, wow, okay, it's growing, but no no business came out of that because we didn't have a landing page. We didn't have a sales process. We didn't, we we're trying to figure out like a market fit for a product, right? But we didn't really have that clear. And there's a lot of steps that add friction to that versus I can, what's the fastest path to cash? I can talk to someone and he can give me medium feedback. And then I'll be like, perfect. I have the solution for that, for example. And then the deal can happen. Or if it's not for you, can you send me to somebody that actually has it? So on stages, for example, like what's the fastest path to cash? What is the fastest way for you to be on stages? You already have a platform that you've built, right? You've been consistent. So it's perfect. Let's have the conversations that you're already having with that fastest path to cash person. It's like somebody that runs a a group around mental health. So now you're gonna be in front of 100 and 200 people talking about mental health, perfect. They might know somebody that has a stage, they might know somebody has an event, they might have somebody. So it's like reverse engineering, like where are these people and bringing them to talk about your topic. You build what we call art, right? Authority, relevancy, trust. And then from that point, you can make an ask, right? You just had an incredible conversation And how we do the ask is very simple. It's like after everything is done, we stop recording. We're like, dude, Sean, thank you so much for being on our show. This was great. Is there anything that we can do for you? Please ask. Go ahead. Do you mind? I have two questions for you. And people are like, of course, please. Yeah, don't worry. man. We have five minutes. And I'm like, perfect. First is now you've been through the show, the experience. Who's somebody that can be a good fit? We're looking for... Insert dream client here, right? We're looking for somebody that publish a, a long form content that they're using their content to grow their business. Their business is at this level and they're like immediately, like, oh yeah, I know so and so I'll introduce you guys. I'm like, oh, that's perfect. So now we got the leads and they're like, Hey, and then I go, I don't know if this is for you, but this is what we do as a company and our pitches we do, we launch podcasts and then on top of that, our core business is we create clips out of long form content. I would love to find a way to collaborate with you. Will you be open for a demo call or so we can show you the behind the scenes? And 75%, we've measured 75% of people say yes. So for example, for you, be like, hey, I don't know if this is for you. I speak on stages about this topic. We just had this conversation. I would love to find a way to collaborate with you. You might, we're not talking about it today because we're ready to on a topic, but do you mind booking? Do you mind have a 20-minute conversa- a conversation about it? I can show you what we've done in the past, some of the topics that we can talk about. And they're probably gonna say yes. And again, measure. So I think
1: that could be like really powerful for you. I really appreciate that's it. good. you've given me like twenty ideas. Twenty, like I, I've been doing yeah, it's just two. <laughs> One. I've been doing a little bit of different things, but you've gave me so many ideas. I, thank you for recording this because I definitely need to watch it back. But your pipeline, your process is really strong, and and you of how you do it, and and I like the way you after the call cuz i always do that i stop recording so thank you so much blah 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 but i don't ever ask them anything i never do that i never ask for referrals I, and i don't keep the relationship i send them a follow up email and all that but i don't work hard to keep the relationship or target some of the guests who do speak on stages or who i do some editing myself a little bit who yeah how can i turn that into some dollars even though it's been a passion project I would love for it to be more of an income project so that I can do more of it and help more people.
0: Yeah, no, um, absolutely. Another interesting thing that some of the, I don't know if you, how you guys have set up the podcast legally, but some people here have set up like a nonprofit where the podcast runs under the nonprofit. So mm-hmm. what happens is we have like a church show that runs out of the studios, a religious one. Then we have a political one that goes here through like the city and they did that setup. So what happens is now they're going out to the community and be like, hey, you, do you want to be a part of this show? Even if it's brand new, no downloads, no nothing, and they, we just want to cover the production costs. For example, so whatever those mean to you. For this like group of people, they want to do like at least three months, and for them was like thirty-six hundred dollars, right? and they're like, what happens is uh, is an easier sell if you do it that way, and it's easier in a sense. But if you have a for-profit, that's okay too. But if you have a non-profit, like it just opens a little bit more doors and I'm not asking you to change your structure, but it's just an idea, right? You can yeah. do it either. But there guys are going to like, hey, why don't you make a, the, the religious guy? Why don't you go to all the churches, right? And be like, hey, do you wanna be a part of the show? And you wanna be a sponsor? And that's tax deductible for you. So what happens is like this money are already like either paying taxes or they're already donating to somebody else. Why don't you do it for these costs? So what happens is like now your monthly production costs is cost or you can make a profit out of it. You can pay a salary out of that. Uh, if it's a for-profit, same thing, same pitch. It's just you don't have the tax deductible thing, right? What's the exchange of value? So initially that is more than like the audience, because on the audience, you have to build that trust. You have to be frequent. You have to be consistent. They have to be your ideal customer for whatever you sell. And that usually takes a little bit. If you inject ads to, that's a little bit different equation, but that's like way ahead and that's a little bit different. But this, what are these creative ways where we can first keep the show running so we can be consistent and second it's like perfect. Can we pocket some of that? Where is is my pay as a host, for example, um, or if you want to bring a producer, if you want to bring a team that helps you out? I think those ways is the two main ways that we've seen the fastest way that you can actually
1: uh, monetize a show. This is great. This is wonderful. And and now I have you as a resource. And you know I talk to other podcasters. So my budget isn't high yet. It's me. It's my yeah, budget. Yeah. So it's, but this is something that I, like you said, you make a couple things happen and all of a sudden you have some money to pay for the production. And then you can, I would love to outsource. I had a, a producer who did audio only for a while and that was helpful, but he didn't do video and so I'm trying to do more video stuff. And so I mean, that I, think, I think
0: you already have the, I think you already have the framework where, you mm-hmm. know, depending obviously on, on your budget. Yeah on our side, so you have a little perspective and maybe this will help you if you end up yep. hiring somebody. Yes. But our like full-on service starts at $2,500 a month where people come in, they like, all they do is they send us their raw files. And then a week later, they get like the fully edited podcast and they get whatever not number of like content ecosystem assets, right? Got it. That's like on that side of the business. But you have a framework, right? It's the same framework that we use with our team. We use same tools. Like we use Descript, we use Adobe tools, like whatever like the editor wants to do. But a lot of the selection of the clips happens inside of this script. So you already have the process. So what happens is, hey, maybe you can find this amazing, like, young video editor up and coming that wants to do something on Fiverr and be like, hey, how much would it be to produce one full episode? And then you tell them, I want my intro this way. I want my, if you have a roll, if you want your outro, right? This is an example of my fully edited podcast. I want it this way. And then here is the framework that I'm going to teach you for the clips. And it's like for each episode, I want five clips. And here's what I want you to do. And then you have the elements of inside of the production where it's okay. What is the flow? Normally I download the raw files from whatever platform I'm recording. Then you upload those files to capture capture gives you the information. Then I upload the raw files to Descript, for example, using this specific example, right? And then from Capture, I select the clips that I really want, and then I find them on Descript, and then I edit on Descript. That whole process might take you one hour, two hours, maybe, for before a decent size, like a decent product at the end, product meaning the content. So that, you measure your time on how to do it. So it took you from recording to finish a production, maybe let's say it's four hours on a Saturday, so you'd be like oh, man i'm willing to actually pay a hundred bucks or 200 bucks or whatever you set up a, a budget for this to be to get my four hours back so then what happens you already have the process so then you go to fiverr and audit i'm looking for micro content or whatever like wherever you want to find the editor somebody that edits a podcast this process is going to be like really simple for them hey why don't you edit my podcast 100 episode five, 50 the episode but then i'll give you an extra 60 bucks to do these clips and here's the process you don't have to figure out here's the process and then you decide like how much do they pick from capture or you can send them like look here are the five clips from capture that i want and then they do the operational process you can even send them our master class they'll see it and they'll be like oh sweet so what happens now you're replacing that's those four hours and again i don't know what your budget is but then you can find your like that video editor that you can count on and you know you might this is the problem that we solve for a lot of people. They go through this process and they try to find the person that, that works, that wants the process, but Got you it. have the process and you can teach it. So if you're Got patient and you can do that, then I don't think it's going to cost you a lot of money per episode. Got it. And, and, and you do that, you do that service for people. Yeah, that's a problem that we solve. That's like the people coming, oh, man, like I am so exhausted. Our team has tried it, and we normally work with a little bit bigger companies on that side. But now with this, with the studio, we have a lot of people that do their show on their own, right? They just come here to record because they don't have a place. So they're like man we've been doing the clips for the last two years and maybe i get one or two per episode i'm exhausted i don't know maybe we're too into our content this is without counting like the mind games that our minds put into us for is my message good enough is the, do i look good Hi. like we have these two ladies they're like hey can we do the audio other studio because the lighting is not the best like my wrinkles show i'm like is your content good like Does it doesn't matter put it out there so that's the problem that we saw we're like hey it's okay just record your thing and then we'll select those clips for you. There's a process that happens before, where it's like, we know their message. We know what they're looking for. We call them value in their value index indicators. So just like the attention resets that we saw in the video, what are value index indicators? For example, we have a client that they love stats, so they, they have a data company. So any stat, any percentage that comes out on content, that's an indicator that we can grab that for us is laughable moments, jokes, like moments that show personality. So our editor knows that. And what happens is those are like the main points that they're going to look for first. And then they go into uh, live notes that I take through the episode. We're like, what did Luis put in? And I'll be like, I don't know, for example, call with you trying to be like around minute 20, we talked about value index indicators and I put like exclamation points. So they know that's one of my indicators. So they'll go and find that clip and be like, does it make sense? Is it a a full idea? And then they might rearrange it a little bit, pretty it up and then that's what goes out. So the key here is like, how do we remove the friction from that of that? So that, yeah, that's our service. That's how everything started. It's just like evolving to like all of these things. And what I appreciate is
1: you're shouting out Fiverr, which is a direct competition.
0: In a sense, we found our first agency that we worked with in Fiverr, right? We were like, crap, we're running out of time, too. We're running out of time. We don't have capacity to keep working on this. We need to hire somebody. That was, like, right after our first two clients. Got it. And we went to Fiverr, and we found some. And then that turned into a horror story because the guy was, like, subcontracting people behind our backs. We thought he was the one editing. He was, like, hiring uh-huh. other people on the back end. So then we ended up hiring his team and they became our team for the last three years which that's a whole story for a different episode yeah but but it's been but yeah we went there so at the end of the day it's looked like we might not be able to serve you because you might not be like at the level of business that we needed to keep it consistent which is yeah. okay so we've re- recently dove into like with capture for example we're like you know what let's this is a partnership that makes sense let's go help and if this is a framework that works great what we're thinking I would love your feedback sean on this is Is we're thinking about maybe a weekly call that keeps people accountable on this processes. Hey, what are we doing? What are we improving for? What are we improving in our process and our podcast flow for next week? How are we measuring data? Like all these elements that we talked about today, we're looking at maybe twice a week for 30 minutes where one call is I am committing this week to do X. And then the next call is, did we do X? Yes or no. And why? And then how can we improve? So we're trying to figure out like what that offer is for the people that we cannot actually execute the service for right. under Whatever. your eyes.
1: I would love your feedback because
0: yeah. I, I don't know, like you're one of the first people that we actually announced this to. So
1: Yes. My, my advice is because I've got a good friend who does masterminds and yeah. she said this advice, you have to charge money for it. You have to, not, not a ton, but you have to charge decent money because people do not commit. If you say it's yes. free to try to get their business, they won't show up. They, they won't be as, as involved and it's a waste of your time. Yeah, no, a hundred percent.
0: This will be like a paid thing. We're thinking around like one forty-seven a month for those two goals. It might be some teaching. We might have some surprise who knows? But the main purpose is like, what is the thing that's going to be moving the needle for our content this mm-hmm. week? Cause we are in a similar accountability call. We do it 10 minutes, 10 minutes a day, every single day at 9. A.M. And it's we join in, it's like a group of like 10 people we say, Hey, This is what I'm committing to. And there's like a beginning of the month process where we we say, hey, this is our our goal for the month. And this is my weekly commitment. And then during the day, we're like, this is the thing that's going to get me closer to my weekly commitment. Did I do it? Yes. Did I didn't do it? No. And that's it. Check in, check out. And then it's helped me a ton over the last year. I've been doing that for a year and it's been awesome. And we've connected with a lot of people. So we're like, how can we replicate that in the content space? Because a lot of people are like, There's so much stuff, so much noise that we just have to like really back in and be like, okay, what is the one thing that I'm doing? For example, like for you, it's like you got to decide, okay, are we focusing on the micro content for the guest to elevate that relationship? Or are we focusing on the pipeline and who's a quality guest that can get me onto stages, right? So you will have to decide and be like, okay, we're going to find 10 people this week to do this. So then we'll be checking in. Okay, Sean, did you find the 10 people? And if not, how can we help you? Obviously part of the community as well. So that will be... We're thinking like 147 a month where we can do that yeah. twice a week, at least and do that. So I would love your feedback. Yeah. It's not up yet.
1: That my, my, my feedback that. is incredibly helpful, but it has to be really targeted. And the accountability part is great because people like me, I've been in masterminds yeah. and if there's not like a checklist or a framework, here's what you're doing. I, it could be online, just verbal, or it could be like a, a spreadsheet or whatever. And just keeping track of accountability, because if what I found is that people just show up and then they go, okay, what are you working on? They go, we're not working on this, we're trying to do this, we're like this, and they don't do it, it brings down the group. Um, And I've been guilty of it too. So it becomes a social hour for for half an hour. And it becomes more of, here's what I'm going to do, and then every time it's like, here's what I'm going to do, and they don't do it. Or they're not committed, or they don't show up, or, i think you have to really emphasize this is not for everybody this is for people who actually want to get things done and if you are in the call and you're not really if you're not involved it's just not going to help the community grow or learn that that's my i've been in many masterminds the free ones they just don't work yeah Um,
0: No, i'm with you our first this is this was crazy i quit my job in like september 2019 to go this do this full time and then that was a friday Saturday, we were in a plane to go to Boise, Idaho. We got to Boise to, a, to a car. Con- it was like 600 people in this event. They were selling a $25,000 mastermind there. And up to that point, we bought like the hundred dollar challenge and we did the thing, and then we did the thousand dollar course and we did the thing and we got the results and we executed because like it was hard. So my wife was like, okay, the only way, cause she was pregnant at the time. The only way that you can do this full time is if we have one year's worth of cash in the bank for you to go do this full time. She was about to graduate for pharmacy school. And, and she was noticing that I was like, I was being miserable, right? I was like, I was running a fitness studio and just, I wasn't like syncing with my boss at the time. And I was just coming all grumpy or whatever. And I was doing my business on the side and run, trying to grow the service. And anyways, we go to Boise and we, we have the year worth of money in the bank from loans that I took out, right? It was not cash that I had, it was just like five different loans. And then this guy makes the offer and we're like, look we did the $100 challenge, we did it, we had success with clients, we had success with us, we did the $1,000 thing, and then we decided to invest $25,000 in that mastermind like that day. That was like half of what I had in the bank. Done. And But that put an immense amount of pressure to go and execute. And that's what I needed at the time. My wife didn't find out till two years later. <laughs> but it turned out great. She didn't know. So imagine like add to that pressure a little bit more. But yeah, to your point is like, we've done the free things and it doesn't work, it doesn't attract the right type of client, but at the same time, for us, that's what we battled the last three years is like, how do we actually move from the service, the service still stays for the right client, right? Because we've had people, that amount is a very big stretch, and then they get in a month or two months, and this is a long-term play, right? If content is a long-term play, no matter what. Right. And they might not have the message. Then they might not have the product. There's so many elements. They might not be good at delivering content, right? There's all these things. And then after two months they drop. So we're like, okay, what do we learn? It's not the right customer, but he might be the right customer for a different thing. So that's why like this year, the commitment was, okay, now we have the studio. Yeah. Perfect. We we have the beginning of the pipeline because our people that are starting out, we have the top of the pipeline, which are the people that have been doing this for six years. What falls in between? So now we're in product for the what falls in between and, and dude, this call with you, Sean, has been incredibly helpful for me. And so I appreciate you. Thank you for the feedback. I really appreciate it.
1: I, I hope one of your customers, which is an emerging podcaster, who's got kind of consistency, knows what they're doing, but they haven't got the process and they haven't got the support yet and that type of thing. So no, I appreciate it. This is really helpful. I'm going to watch this back, take notes, but I already got in my head some really golden nuggets, including, connecting with your guests. For a simple thing, get referrals from your guests right after the interview, Yeah, right? And then get in the pipeline to find people that run stages or are on stages that that can say, hey, yeah, we need a speaker or somebody for this. And those are two things that stand out. Also, is test your material by going to, doing like your month challenge of yourself. Say, okay, my goal this month is engagement. My goal is to get more likes and things. Or maybe my goal is to see where my audience really is. Are, do they respond more on LinkedIn or Instagram, right? That type of thing. And then you said the other thing that was very helpful. You said, ask your customer, your guests, how do they consume content and where do they produce their content and match, match what they already do. They're more likely to post something that looks familiar and um, don't brand it. Give them some unbranded stuff so that they can use it correctly. I do that, actually. I usually give them one clip that's unbranded. But I don't ask them, do you want it vertical? Do you want it landscape? Do you want it this? Do you want it that? So those are some of the, the nuggets. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for the feedback on the on the sessions. Whenever we have it ready, I'll, if you don't mind, I'll reach out and be like, if it's something that you want to take a part of, okay. perfect. If not, if you know somebody, send it over our way. <laughs> All right. You got it. Thanks, man. Sean. It's a pleasure, brother.